0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the I Am Pitts Podcast. This is your host, Dexter Pitts, otherwise known as DP. Y'all know what it is. You know what I gotta do. Gotta drop that disclaimer. The opinions and views you're about to hear on this podcast are the opinions and views of mine, of mine and mine alone. They are not a reflection of my department or any other organization that I am a member of. Alright, let's get ready to get into it, everybody. Hope everybody's been doing well. It's been a long week. I know I say that a lot, but the weeks seem to be longer. (laughs) The more craziness that goes on in my life and the more stuff that keeps happening to me. So my apologies for not getting this out on time. I was hoping to have this episode done and published on Monday. However, as y'all know, life gets in the way. So here at the I Am Pitts Studios, a.k.a. My Closet, Which is where I come for a little bit of solace. And because of the acoustics in here. I was trying to record yesterday. However, I believe that the people in the apartment above me moved out. And there are people in there currently doing maintenance on the apartment. And every time I tried to record yesterday. There was somebody beating on something. Some loud noise. Somebody dropping something. And, you know, I just couldn't take it, man. I I, So I decided to put it off. But here I am. You know, I'm not the type of guy that believes in excuses, but at the same time, I want to produce a professional, a nice podcast, and I didn't want all these distracting sounds going on in the background, so my apologies for being late. Yes, I don't believe in excuses, but I was not in control of that situation, and who am I to go upstairs, beat on the door, and tell them to quiet it down? Now, they got a job to do. And in this day and age, I appreciate anybody that wants to work and do their job. So do what you got to do. You know, the podcast can wait a day or so. And in other news, I'm not sure if y'all are aware, but your boy just had a birthday. I just turned 37 back in May. May 8th was my birthday. You know, it's been a long 37 years. It's been a good 37 years, but it's definitely been long and very physical. And I have all the injuries to prove it. You know, I got three surgeries on my knees, two on my left, one on my right, you know, all the surgeries on my left arm from my rack, and now I have another injury to add to the list. So uh, four days before my birthday, I was working downtown. We got a call. Somebody had taken something from the store. I saw the guy. The guy takes off running. Me, I knew I wasn't going to catch this guy on foot, man. I'm not the fastest guy in the world. So I followed him in my car for a little bit, and Once I saw he was getting tired and he had nowhere to go, like a seasoned veteran officer, I saved myself. (laughs) Follow him as far as I could in my car. Uh, I decided to get out and chase the guy down. I dive and tackle the guy. And, you know, we catch him, place him under arrest and all this. And he's giving us a hell of a fight. You know, we're trying to get his arms out from from under him. I remember he looks at me in the eyes and says, fuck you, kill me, whore. You know, me and the other guy was just like, yeah, nah, we're not doing that, dude. Nobody's down on my watch, homie. No, 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 no. You're not going to have me on the news. Yeah, so we get the guy, you know, put him in handcuffs, and we stand up. You know, your adrenaline's pumping. You're feeling good. You did some good police work, man. That's always a great and rewarding feeling, especially in this day and age. Caught the guy dead to rights. He was an escapee. It was a great catch. After the adrenaline wears off, I've noticed my right shoulder's hurting a little bit. I'm like, ah, eh, I'll be okay. I send my sergeants an email and let them know, hey, my shoulder's hurting, man, but I'm, I'm good to go. And my shoulder continues to hurt for about a month. And me, knowing that there's something wrong, I was like, eh, I've got worse injuries, man. I'll be okay. I don't really need to go to the doctor. I'm fine. It's probably just a pulled muscle. I just kept putting it off and putting it off and decided to finally go get checked out last week. And lo and behold... The immediate care center, uh, they do an x-ray. And I was like, well, it looks like you've, got a, you've broken your clavicle, sir. I was like, excuse me? Like, yeah, you broke your clavicle. it might have torn your rotator cuff. So, uh, yep, not very happy about that. But I uh, got a fresh update on that. I went to the the orthopedic specialist today. Apparently, it's not my clavicle. It's this bone in your shoulder called the acromion bone. I'd never heard of such a thing. Hence the reason why I am not a doctor. Hence the reason why I barely passed anatomy. In college, yes, you do not want Dexter Pitts operating on you. People trust me. The acromion bone—bone. Bone, never heard of it, so it's a little bone that—it's like at the tip of your shoulder. It connects the—it connects the AC joint to the clavicle. Yeah, the, let me stop trying to talk medical stuff, man. I—it's not my field of work, not my line of work. Catching criminals is what I do, and I do it damn well. So yeah, so I broke that, but apparently it's healing. However. Still have not gotten the MRI. I will be going to get the MRI this weekend to see if I possibly tore my rotator cuff. And now, I'm not trying to be the tough guy, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not. But let me say that I worked for an entire month on this thing. And people think, you know, it's me trying to be a tough guy. That's not what that I is. I'm just used to pain, man. I've had enough pain from all the surgeries I've had. And I just kind of, I just go to work and do my job and go home. Now, I don't like to take time off. I don't like not I don't like not being productive. Hate sitting at home on the couch, but sometimes when you get older, you gotta learn to slow down a little bit, man. And I took this as a moment to think to slow down a little bit. And so the other reason that a lot of people don't realize is why I did not go to the doctor immediately because I'm terrified. I'ma admit that. Hey, what are you afraid of, Dex? Let me tell y'all something. Anybody that knows my medical history and issues I have with my left arm from my rack. My left arm, my, at the elbow, is pretty much locked in a 90-degree angle. I can't move it that far. I can't touch my face with it. Can't do much with it. Not yet. I can still work. I can still get out here and get after it. Trust me, I'm not a guy you want to meet in the streets and try to mess with. Don't think because I got a half of a use of my left arm that I can't do something with it. I can get plenty done with it. But my biggest thing is, man, and all it has always been my thing since I hurt my left arm, is if, I'm, if my right arm goes down, I am screwed. Screwed. What am I going to do? Because I can't use my left arm to really feed myself. So I've always been extra sensitive and protective of my right arm because that arm is what keeps me going. That arm helps me to stay independent. And so for years, I know I've always been cautious and careful of not hurting my right arm. And well, lo and behold, my greatest fear is becoming a reality. The thought of me losing my independence terrifies me. I couldn't even imagine. I remember what it was like after I got hurt in Iraq. And let me tell you something. There is nothing more humbling than being a 20-year-old man who considers himself a warrior gets blown up in a war. And you can't even wipe your own ass. Yes, that was me. It's not fun. I did not like it. Having my wife with me at the time, at Walter Reed, having to wipe my ass for me because I couldn't do it myself, it is not a good feeling, but damn, that's love. But I don't ever want to have to feel that type of love again, and I don't want to put my wife through that, I don't want to put my kids through that, no, 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 no. I want to maintain my independence. So hopefully I get some good news from the docs after the MRI that, hey, your rotator cup is good, a little bit of, you know, it might be strain or something, but... That's what I'm hoping for, man. And also, let me go ahead and put this out there for everybody. Don't try to be the tough guy. Don't. It's not worth it, man. Everybody wants to be the tough guy. Everybody wants to look good in front of their buddies. And age old saying, especially what we used to say in the Army, take some Motrin, drink some water, walk it off, rub some dirt on it, man up, keep it moving. You know, I lived my life by that for a lot lot of reasons and for many years. But let me tell you something. That's stupid. Very stupid. You know why? Because if you get hurt in the military or in the police department or on your job, I'll be the first to tell you. Your friends might care about you, but your overall company your organization, they don't care about you. They're not going to be there in the hospital to wipe your ass when you can't do it yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, especially those in physically demanding jobs, on the police department, and the military, do not set yourself short and do not hold yourself back. Because the number one issue that soldiers in the military run into is when they get hurt, nobody wants to go to sick call because they don't want to look weak. And then when they get out of the military, guess what happens? They got all these broke bones and injuries and they have no record of them. And then when you go to the VA to try to get, to get try and get compensated, where's your medical documentation? I don't have any. Why don't you have any? Well, I didn't want to look weak in front of my friends. Screw all of that. When you get hurt, report it. That's the job of your sergeants and those people who are in charge of taking care of you. That is their job. Let them do their job. Fill out the paperwork. Of course, people are going to talk crap about you. Of course, oh, he's soft. You know, oh, suck it up. What's wrong, man? You got sand in your clit. You know, I remember all that stuff. And everybody wants to look cool and be tough. But that gets you nowhere after your career is over. The people talking crap about you are not going to be there to wipe your ass. So make sure you take care of yourself and put yourself first. Put yourself and your health before your company. If anybody understands, I understand. Shoot, man, I got to give a shout out to my homeboy, Jaron Skillman. You know, he's on the PD with me. You know, he's currently in the military. He's in the guard. But I thought he was going to call and give me hell. He did give me hell. But he gave me hell for working for a whole month without going and getting checked up on. And he told me, he was like, man, don't be stupid, dude. Don't be stupid. Like, dude, you've been here so many years. You've done all this. You ain't got nothing left to prove, man. You know, I was going to go back to work even after I went to the doctor initially because I said I felt okay. He was like, the hell you are. He was like, man, I'm calling your wife. I'm telling her to make sure that you sit your ass at home and take care of yourself and get healed up. And you know what? I'm glad he did because you know why? That's a good friend right there, ladies and gentlemen. So shout out to my boy, Jeron Skillman, for talking some sense into me. Because like I say, even though... I understand I'm always the guy that's willing to work through an injury. But what's that going to get me at the end of the day? Nothing. All that's going to do is put a little bit more stress on my family. If I go out here and get hurt and I'm down for a lot longer because I'm out here trying to be the police and trying to be Mr. Hardcore, that's not going to give me any extra kudos in the end. That's not going to put any extra money in my paycheck. So shout out to my boy for talking a little sense into me, man. I appreciate you, Jeron. I really do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, moving on. Man, it has been a crazy week, like I said. So much is going on, dude. I don't know if y'all kept up, but did anybody see, or excuse me, hear about the Supreme Court decision? I don't know about y'all, but I was very excited about that. It's like common sense is kind of slowly starting to leak back into this country. And there was a lot of questions about the Supreme Court, about going no far left. But this current ruling just shows that there's strong conservatives here. People willing to make a decision that makes sense. So this past Monday, the United States Supreme Court ruled unanimously that immigrants allowed to stay in the country temporarily for humanitarian reasons may not apply for green cards if they entered the country illegally. That is very smart. Because everybody was under the impression that, since Joe Biden was in office, that if you just come to America, just come across the border illegally, we'll let you in and... We'll just give you, you know, a citizenship and, and we'll just reward you for cutting the line and not doing things the right way. And that's not how things should be done because there are people that come to this country the right way. They spend the money, they take the time, they do the paperwork, they take the test, and that's not fair to them. That people get to come to this country illegally and that they would just be given citizenship when they didn't go about it the right way. So. I am very encouraged by that ruling on the Supreme Court. Now, it was a unanimous decision, man. That's that's the thing that got me. Nine to zero, not one Supreme Court justice dissented. Man, that is, that's awesome. I don't know if y'all realize how awesome that is, especially with the current administration in there. You know, people talking about packing the courts and all this stuff, man. The fact that they ruled unanimously on that, that's a light at the end of the tunnel. That's a little bit of light, people. And we need to take that and run with it. That's that's beautiful. And I don't want people to hear said "Well, Dexter hates illegal immigrants. No, that's not the case. That's not the case at all. That is not what I said. I love people and I welcome people here, but I want people to come here the right way. Because we have all seen what this immigration crisis has done at the southern border the last couple months. It's been madness. Kids getting tossed off of trains and such and disappearing and nobody ever hearing from from them again. If you listen to one of the first interviews I did, I did with Border Patrol agent Chris Cabrera. He talked about all this stuff, the dark, ugly truth of what's going on at the border. Man, it's it's horrifying. And the fact that, you know, America was pretty much encouraging these people to come here and to make this dangerous journey. It's just not worth it, man. It is not worth it. But like I said, that speaks to the greatness of America. That people want to come here and be a part of this country. We have to do it the right way. We got to let them do it the right way. That's the only way to do it. And it's not fair to everybody else that does it the right way and takes the time. You know, then we got this whole thing with Kamala Harris, man. She's getting lit up in the press right now about her handling of the border crisis and her not actually going down to the border and (laughs) seeing what's going on. And she always gives that nervous laugh when she gets asked a question she has no answer to. When I was watching that interview today, I try to stay out of politics, and but I am just not a fan of these people in office at all. Most of them. Kamala Harris, I was the interview she did today. To me, I, lo- I watched that interview and I thought to myself, this is what happens when you fill out a resume and you lie on it and you report to your job that you claim you are qualified for and you have no clue what the heck you're doing. That's what I saw with Vice President Kamala Harris today. On that interview, man, it's just not a good look. No answer, and she gives that nervous laugh. And ah, But this is what pe- the people wanted, and this is what the people voted for, so I guess we'll go with it. We have no other option but to right now. The things that they were saying about Trump being evil and racist and all this stuff, they're doing all the same things now. She said it today on the interview herself, to the people of Guatemala, do not come here. Don't come here. You no, know, Trump said those same things, and guess what? Oh, he's a racist. He's a bigot. But now they're doing the same thing on this administration, but nobody's saying anything, and the media is radio silent. So, yeah, that's why I, I hate politics, and I hate getting into it, especially with the media gets involved. and It's all optics, man. And it's all just attention grab, and, you know, just want to shame one person and try to make the other person look like they're gold. And, oh, Vice President Kamala Harris is so great, and she's not. She's really not. I'm not impressed at all by her or Biden or anybody in this administration. But at the same time, I always give it to the conservatives and the Republicans as well. I'm not impressed with their side either. So it's more of the same, ladies and gentlemen, more of the same, man. And by the way, did anybody see that video that came out of Houston the other day? Dude, I saw this video on Facebook, man. It had me in tears. There's some giant Hispanic officer with a beard down there on the Houston Police Department. I don't know where they're at, but they're at a club and some dude's giving him the business. And this officer's probably every bit of six, seven, six, eight had to be at least three hundred pounds of pure muscle. Man, he picks this dude up under his arm by his underarms and carries him out the club like a child. I was like, oh my God. Man, if I was that guy, man, I don't know, I'd probably get on a boat and move to the Arctic. I would never show my face anywhere again. I mean he got his manhood stolen from this officer, man. And you can't say, you know, excessive force. Man, that officer handled that perfectly. Perfectly. Ah, It was so good to watch, man, but it just gave me a good laugh, and I don't know if anybody else saw it, but I don't know. i probably watched that video a hundred times, man. (laughs) I just could not stop laughing. That was the best video I've seen, and I needed a good laugh after this past week, so that was good for me. (laughs) But I got to keep moving on with the show, and the main reason I'm on here today is because I have a message for everybody, including myself. I can take note on this one. But my message to everybody is, you are not special. None of us are special. Your mama might think you're special. You might be special in the Lord's eyes, but you're not special. Why do I say that? Why? Because I feel like we have a month for everybody to celebrate. And they only celebrate this month because it's like you get recognized for simply existing. And I feel like people try to take the glory of yesterday and ride that wave into the future when they've done nothing to contribute to it. Like, What am I? What are you talking about, Dex? What are you, well, what I'm talking about is, for example, February, African-American History Month, March, National Women's Mar- Month, May, Asian Pacific Islander Heritage Month, June, Pride Month, September, Hispanic Heritage Month, October, National Disability Employment Month. And Italian Heritage Month. Why do they have to share a month is my question. I would have a serious question if I was part of either of those groups. November, National Indian Heritage Month. Everybody's got a month to make them feel special. And I'm not undermining the fact that that there are cultures in this country that have done things to contribute to our nation. And those things should be talked about, remembered but my question to all of you is, what are you doing and what have you done to contribute to the greatness of our country? Cause here's the deal. I see people walking around in February during Black History Month with Proud to Be Black, you know, Martin Luther King shirts, you know, Women's Month, you know, the feminists come out and proud to be a woman, and then you know, Pride Month comes out, everybody's proud to be gay and you know, trans, and my thing is. What have you done to contribute? Because, yes, I'm a, I agree with celebrating the greatness that people have done and the things that people have contributed to our country. But what have you done? See, it's not enough for me to just see it's African-American History Month and just go celebrate just being black. What is being black? What is that? What does that get you? That, that, that's not an accomplishment. You're just born black. You know how you become black? Your black mama and your black daddy decide to have a little party one night. Daddy gets a little drunk. Daddy mounts mama. Guess what? Surprise. Here you are, nine months later. You just hell happened to be born black. Being black is not an accomplishment. Being gay is not an accomplishment. Being a woman is not an accomplishment. So I don't understand the pride people have in the color of their skin. I don't understand the pride people have in being gay. I don't. And that's not a stab at the gay community, but I just don't understand any of that. Me, I tell people all the time, and a lot of people in the black community do not like me for this, but I don't take pride in being black. Like, Why do you hate being? I don't hate being black, but I did not earn the skin color. But what I did earn, I earned the scars on my arm that I got from serving my country. This broken shoulder I just got, I earned that in defense of the constitution, in defense of the community. And trying to take a bad guy out of, out of service. I earned that. And so many people use these months to brag and proclaim of the greatness of the color of their skin. And to me, the color of your skin means nothing. There is nothing to be proud of just because you're simply black. To me, or just because you're gay. Or because you're a woman. Having breasts and a vagina does not give you a pass in life. But I also acknowledge that, hey, black people, women, gay people... You know, people of color, whatever you want to say the PC term is, man. They have had a hard road in this country. It's not always been easy. But let's be honest, those of us living today, we got it way easier than everybody else in the past. Because let's look at it like this. Your ancestors might be special because they actually had to work and overcome things. Especially, you know, my ancestors in the black community, slavery, Jim Crow you know, the Civil Rights Movement, women, the Suffrage Act and all that, and, man, there's still places in this world where women can't vote, women can't drive, you know, the whole gay pride thing, man. Gay people have had it rough for a while. We have to, you have to admit that. And they just now, a couple years ago, are able to go and get married. But before that, that was not a thing. That was not, couldn't happen. And I'm glad that all of these things happened, that, you know, people are in a better spot today than they were yesterday. However... Those of us alive today cannot pretend that we are as special as those who came before us because we are not. Because the road has already been paved for most of us. Yeah, are there still glass ceilings that got to be broken? Yeah, of course there are. There will always be that. But you just can't rest on your laurels here, man. You got to keep moving forward. So my question to everybody is, what have you done to make you so special? You don't get a trophy for just simply showing up to the game of life and just existing. None of us do. None of us deserve to. You got to put in on this thing, man. What are you putting into it? What are you doing to make your community better? What are you doing to make this country better? What are you doing to make your own life better, your family's life better? Because you don't make this place being better by just having black skin or white skin. Your skin color should not define you. Being gay should not define you. None of that should define you. It is your actions and things that you do that define you. And so my problem with these days are, with these months are. You know, we take pride in things that other people have done when we haven't done anything ourselves. And that's what I don't like. Yeah, you you can love Martin Luther King Jr., but just because you share the same skin color as MLK don't mean you Martin Luther King Jr. You out here wearing, you know, proud to be black shirts, but you behind on your child support payments. You ain't taking care of your kids. So how does you just simply having black skin make you proud? You got to do more than that than just exist, people. And that's the problem with everything we have today. Everybody's got to be awarded something and given a special day or a special, special month. And that is not what we need. What we need is people who are willing to go above and beyond to help and serve others in the community. That's what we need. Yes, we should acknowledge the things that have been done in the past by those of different colors and cultures. Because all that stuff is what makes America great. We don't need to forget our history. We do need to know our know our history. We do need to look at it and celebrate it. But we can't just define ourselves by our history. We got to continue to move forward. We can't stay stuck in the past. We got to keep it moving. And that doesn't happen if we're just celebrating yesterday's victories. What are we doing for the future going forward is what we really have to look at. And it also kills me that we give these groups an entire month to celebrate them and their accomplishments and I'm not going to sit here and say we need to get rid of Black History Month and all this stuff and pride. I don't care. Really don't care. Because let's be honest, if they go away, how does it change your life for the better or for worse? It really doesn't. But what I would like to see is instead of having a single month for people to celebrate just being black and existing or being gay or being a woman. Man, why is it that we only get one day to mourn those who have sacrificed their lives For our country, we get one day to remember those who paid the ultimate sacrifice. Veterans Day, we get one day. But we give an entire, not even an entire month to Black History Month, we get 28 days. We give an entire month to Gay Pride. We give an entire month to Women's Month. We give an entire month to people for simply just being a part of a certain group of people. And that like I said, that's, that is not to diminish the, accomplishment, the accomplishments of that group of people. But why don't we have a longer time to celebrate those who pay the ultimate price so that we may continue to live free? Just one day. Just one day. And to me, I think that's backwards. I have a lot of friends that are gone. and Y'all have heard the podcast, and I talk about them all the time. And we just get one day to celebrate them. But with anything, you know what, I don't complain about it because... I do my best to celebrate my friends that have died in service to this country every day by how I live my life and by how I continue to treat others and how I continue to serve. So I don't need the government to step in and tell me to celebrate my friends. I'm doing it my own. But I do wish that we as a society would take more time to celebrate those men and women. I mean, we just a couple days after the D-Day here, the 70, I believe it's the what 77th anniversary of D-Day. Like 4,000 men died on Omaha Beach, and we only remember them for that one day. That was a huge sacrifice. Everybody that got in those boats and crossed the channel to go storm the beaches of Normandy, most of those guys knew that they were going to die, and they still went for it anyway. That is accomplishment. That is something that should be recognized and celebrated. We took down no fascists, Nazis. We saved the world. And we only get one day to remember that. And to me, that's that's backwards. That's a, there's something wrong with that. And I don't agree with that at all. And I know what everybody's thinking. I Man, you up here rallying, rallying against gay people and gay people shouldn't have Pride Month. That's not what I'm doing, people. That's not it at all. And I am going to say one thing I always hate to say. You know, I don't hate gay people. I have gay friends. You know, I hate when people say that. But well, I understand why people say it because, you know, I do. I have plenty of friends that belong to the LGBTQ community. And I love those friends. I protect those friends and I cherish those friends. And even as a Christian, I will be the first to say that, you know what? Leave my friends alone. This is America, and this is their lives, and this is their personal choice. If they choose, I can't even say that because apparently you can't say people choose to be gay. I don't know. I really don't know. I have no clue. I don't know what it's like to be gay, but I see my friends that are, and you know what? I don't let what I believe in my religion interfere with my friendship with them because these are my friends and these are my people and I love them. I serve with them in the army. I serve with them on the police department. I've gone to church with them and I love them to pieces. And it is not for me to step in and tell them how to live their life. Because let's be honest, what we do in the church, in the Christian churches, I got to call it out. And a lot of people on the Christian side will not like me for this, but we have, there is so much hypocrisy within the Christian church. And that's just with people in general, but you know, I got to call it out in the Christian church. One of my favorite verses is uh, Matthew 7, 5. It says, you hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will clearly see to remove the speck from your brother's eye. My biggest thing is people rally against gay people all the time because it is so easy to see because it's in your face and people get offended by it because it's, it's right there. You can't hide being gay. Well, some people can, but most people now, you don't have to and you shouldn't have to. If that's the way you want to live your life. And this is America. Be free. Live your life how you want to live your life. You know, we have to remember that not everybody in this country is a Christian and not everybody believes what I believe. Not everybody's religious. And we should not use our religious beliefs to damn people to hell. And I know a lot of people are going to rally against that. You're not standing up for the Bible. No, I am. Because the thing is, this is what I'm going to ask people out there listening. How do you sin? See, it's easy for us to talk about gay people because it's right in front of your face. But what do you do when you go home and you close the door and nobody's watching? Nobody's looking at what you're looking at on your phone. Nobody's seeing you beating your wife. Oh, no. They're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We got pastors that get up in the pool pit, pit preach a message. And when they get out the pulpit, they go home and cheat on their wives, beat their kids. They cheat. They lie. They steal. But we come down against gay people because it's right there in our face. And it's easy to look at gay people and be like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not gay. Oh, guess what? They're not the ones out here secretly doing drugs and all this. And Living a separate life, you know, where they in church one day, then they get out here in the streets and live in a whole different life. You know, I respect that, man. I respect that for the gay, for a lot of gay people, or people in the LGBTQ community. It, I'm I couldn't imagine what it's like to come out of the closet and have to live with all this because it's, you know, it's such a taboo way of life, and you know, it's not accepted, but it's becoming more accepted, and we in the We as a community, it's a church society, man. We have to to accept the fact that people are going to be people, man. We got to let people be people. Yes, we should all be held to a standard, yada, yada, yada. But we also have to hold ourselves to a standard. Because I cannot sit up here on this podcast and tell you all that I'm a perfect man, that I get it right all the time, that I don't mess up. That is not true. I got plenty of dirt, plenty of dirt, man. So who am I? To bash somebody for being gay and tell them that they're going to hell. Dude, it's going to be hard enough for me to get myself into the pearly gates with the life I have lived. So who am I to tell this guy that because he's married to another man, that he's not good enough and God doesn't love him? No, I'm not going with that. That would make me a hypocrite because there's things in my life I do and I battle with that aren't necessarily biblical, that don't look great. But see, I can battle with these things in private And then come out here and just look and live a life like, oh, Dexter's so great and he's such a great guy. You know, I do my best to be an okay guy. But like I said, I'm not perfect. So instead of bashing my friends that are gay, you know what I do? I treat them like people. I treat them right because I care about them. I love on them. You know, that's the one thing the Bible says, to love thy neighbor. And I don't think we do that enough in this country or in the church. We really don't. Now, we look for a moment or a moment of weakness or a certain sin just to grab a hold of it and just beat somebody down. And that is not what we're supposed to do as Christians, man. Like I said, it's easy to beat up people that live a life different than you. And to use the Bible to do it, I just don't agree with it, man. I don't. Like I said, I'm probably going to catch a lot of flack from my Christian friends on this one. And, oh, you're, you know, what are they going to say? Oh, you're supporting the gay life and all this, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's not what I'm saying. But I support people's freedom to live their lives how they want to live their lives. I'm not God. I don't get to decide who goes to heaven and goes to hell. But what I will do is I will fight and defend people's right to live their lives however they want to live their lives. That's what I will do. And I will stand by that to the day I die. I will always stand by that. Nobody should be condemned for the life that they're living unless it's hurting somebody else. Now, me personally said, I'm not going to sit here and celebrate Gay Pride Month. And you're not going to sit here and tell me that it's OK to do what Nickelodeon did today and put up this whole, you know, drag queen thing on Nickelodeon. And they had the Black Lives Matter symbol on there and, you know, celebrating Pride Month. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and celebrate that. with I'm just not. It's it's not my cause. It's not my thing. Hell, I don't really celebrate Black History Month. I don't. I acknowledge it, but it's just like, hey, okay, it's just another day, man. Just another day. You know, I'm too busy trying to contribute to making people's lives better in this country. I'm too busy trying to raise my own family, my kids, respectful of whoever they come in contact with in this life. Because yes, we are a black family, we're Christian, we are conservative, but not everybody in this country lives their lives as such. And who am I to tell my kids that hey, we got it right, everybody else is wrong. No, that's not what I'm teaching my kids. I am teaching my kids that guess what? People are going to be different, and you respect people no matter who they are and how they live their lives. That is not for you to determine. That is not up for you to tell somebody that, hey, guess what? I'm better than you because I live my life this way. Because it could be any of us any day. You could have one bad day, and it, all of this could go away. And you're gonna want somebody in your corner to help you and support you. Like I said before, man, I'm not telling anybody how to live their lives, and I'm not saying who's going to hell. You know, I, if anybody be going to hell, it'd be me first, because like I said I've done enough in my lifetime. But thank God for the grace of God and His mercy, and that He died on the cross for me, that I'm able to start new every day and try to get better. So instead of using The Bible as a weapon to hurt people. I say we reach out to people and love them where they are. And the best way to win somebody over to Christ is by how you treat them, not by how you beat them. I grew up in a church like that. And I don't want my kids in an environment like that or a culture. And growing up, it was so terrifying for me going to church. Because to me, God was the big angry man that lived in the sky that didn't want me to have any fun. And I thought I'd never live up or measure up to the standards in the Bible. And I don't. None of us do. There is not one perfect person walking this earth. We are all just a stone throw away from doing something stupid and losing it all. All of us. So for anybody to sit here and feel like they're better for, than somebody because, because they love somebody that's of the same gender. Or because, they got, or because they're a different skin color than somebody. It's all wrong. It's all sinful in God's eyes. But we as humans try to, you know, we try to compare ourselves and our sins to where, oh, yeah, but I don't do that. Well, just because you don't do that doesn't mean you got it all together. And we got to remember that as we go forward. And I'll end this subject by saying this. I don't do the whole virtue signaling thing. I don't like it and I don't agree with it. So just because it's Pride Month and I don't change my profile picture or put something up on you know, my page in reference to gay pride, that does not mean that I hate gay people. Just because during Black History Month, if I don't put up a picture of a black square or somebody famous from black history, do not assume that that means that I hate black people. If it's Women's Month and I don't put up something in relation to feminism, that does not mean that I hate women. My mother was a great woman. My wife is a great woman. And I pray that one day my daughter will grow into a great woman. But just because I don't virtue signal and put up a I support this, that doesn't mean that I hate women. See, judge me by the content of my character. Not by all the things I post on social media. Judge me by how I treat you as a person individually. Judge me by the things I say about you when I'm not around you. That's what I want you to judge me on. Judge everybody like that. By the fruit that they produce. Because anybody can change a freaking profile picture or put up a post on social media. But what are you doing when you're not on social media? How are you treating people? That's what needs to be the standard. So don't sit here and get on me about, you don't support us because you're not changing a profile picture. That means nothing to me. It's so much deeper than that, people. We got to get away from this whole, if it's not on social media thing, it don't. you don't care. That's not true. Let's judge each other by our character and by how we treat each other. It's all about respect at the end of the day. And I respect people who don't live like me, who don't look like me, who don't believe like me. That is okay. This is America. We have freedom of choice. We get to choose how we want to live our lives. And nobody should tell you how to live your life. All right, let me go ahead and get out of that subject because I get a little passionate, because I really care about people, I care about their lives, and I care about how people are treated. And I do not want to ever contribute to somebody's demise because of the things I've done to them or said to them. That's not the life or legacy I want to live. But speaking of living a life, a good life and leaving a legacy, I'm going to step out on a limb here on this one, people. And I'll again, I will say, the opinions and views you're about to hear these are my opinions and views, and this is not a reflection of, where I, of the leadership on my department. I'm not speaking for anybody. I'm speaking for myself. And I would hope that my fellow employees and coworkers would listen to this podcast, and I think most of them will agree. We are at a time in this country where law enforcement is under attack. We are at a time in this country where we need strong leaders on this police department. And that's not just here, that's across, across the country. We need people that want to do this job, that want to lead. And we have good leaders on this department. Woke culture is infiltrating most police departments. And Not only that, cancel culture, and the fact that when somebody makes a statement or says something, nobody cares about the context behind it. We don't care about how it was said, who it was said to. And we don't care about the person that said it and all the wonderful things that they've done in the past. We just judge a person off of that one moment. You know, there was an incident here on the PD with a major on our police department who just got demoted to lieutenant. Now, I'm not going to get into the specific incident and the things that were said. But what I am going to do is take a stand and stand up for what I know is not only a good officer, but a good man. And that is now Lieutenant Aubrey Gregory. Now, everybody hears that name. If you Google that name, everybody knows this man. He's the same officer who years ago, there was a younger black lady who was doing the mini marathon here in Louisville. And she stopped right before the finish line and she was not gonna finish. But there was one man who went and approached this lady. In her time of need. And he held her arm. And he helped her to finish that race. Man, that picture shot across the nation. Police officer helps lady cross the line. Man, the department paraded that picture. And they took so much pride in him and what he had done. And they used that as propaganda to make us look great. Look great. And know what? He didn't have to do that. He did that because that's just the type of individual he is. I used to work for this guy. I know this man's character. I know him as an individual. He is a good officer and a good man. However, one incident in training with something that might have been said that might have offended somebody. And all of a sudden, everything he's done in the past is gone and no longer counts. September last year, I'm sure all y'all remember. It was the verdict of the Brianna Taylor case here in Louisville. I was working that night. I remember when we got off the bus, we were walking towards the intersection of Brook and Broadway. Shots rang out. I remember thinking, oh my God, somebody's shooting at us. Get to cover. Then uh, the worst thing you could ever hear on the police radio, we got officers down. Not officer down, officers down. Major Aubrey Gregory and another one of our officers, Des Roaches, they got struck by gunfire that night. Man, I remember we got those guys in the back of the truck and then they took them to the hospital. I was so scared knowing, like, man, what is their status? Oh, my God, I hope they did not just get hit and died. Thank God they survived. So I remember after all the chaos was over that night and we reported back to work the next day. Lo and behold, walks into roll call. Excuse me, not walks, but limps in the roll call. The man had been shot less than 24 hours prior. And he was coming back to work. Shoot, even after he was shot, he was still on the radio, maintaining his coolness, his calm and collected, still calling calling the shots. The man is a leader, a fierce leader. The man is a leader that we need on this department. Man, I would follow this man anywhere, and I have, because he's a phenomenal leader. But now, all of a sudden, because of this one incident, which from what I hear was taken completely out of context. If you know him like we know him, you would know that he would never ever go out of his way to say or do something to hurt somebody or to offend somebody. And I think that should count. The man's character should count. All of a sudden, the fact that this man took a bullet for the city, the fact that this man has gone above and beyond for years and been a great cop, a role model for many officers, none of that counts. And all of a sudden, he doesn't deserve any sort of leniency and gets demoted for this incident. And what bothers me is that nobody else in the command has come forward to say anything about him, to defend him. Well, I'm making this on this, I'm saying this on this podcast to defend him, his character, and his honor. And it's easy for me to do because I'm not afraid of anybody coming after me and trying to cancel me. Because, like I said, I don't need the money from the police department, so it's easier for me to do and say. So, yeah, I'm not worried about a pension. I'm not worried about any of that. My bills are going to be paid regardless. But there has to be a point to where we have to come together as a police department, as frontline troops, and some people in our leadership to stand up for an officer that is a phenomenal officer and a great man. We cannot allow woke culture to drag this man's name and character through the dirt after all he has done. This man took a bullet for us in this city. The least we can do on this police department and the least we can do for anybody that lives in the city that knows him is take a stand and say something about this man. And stand up to these bullies and people that are trying to destroy this man's name and character. I'm only one man. And you know what? I don't know who all this podcast is going to reach. But I'm going to do my part and say this. I, Dexter Pitts, stand behind now Lieutenant Aubrey Gregory. He has my full support, and I will stand with him until the day I die in defense of this man. I said I was there when he took a bullet that night. We all a lot of us were, but I don't see anybody coming to this man's defense in public. And it's a damn shame. A damn shame. Because it could be any of us any day. Any of us. So this is me doing my part to stand up and stand out and say something. Because this is wrong, what is being done to him. And I, I don't agree with it. And I don't care who listens to this. I don't care if you report it to the chief or whoever. I don't care. I am not afraid. This is America. And I have a right to speak my mind and to speak what's on my heart and I'm going to. I bled for this country. I've almost died for this country. I've had friends that have died for this country. And no one is going to tell me to be quiet, especially when it comes to defending the reputation of an officer we need on this police department and we need in this community. And I hope that my fellow brothers and sisters on the PD and the leadership would also stand with me. Instead of caving to woke culture, let's weigh this man's career and his history and all the things he have done against this one incident that's been completely taken out of context. So I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast before I get even more fired up. I'm still baffled by it. I'm extremely upset about it and angered, and everybody else on this police department should be as well. So, like I said, if you want to come after me, that's so be it. I really don't care. I've got. I'm good. I'm good. You're not gonna hold a paycheck and a job over me and think you're gonna make me your slave. That's not gonna happen. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the I Am Pitch podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate your time. I appreciate all of you. So, you know what to do. The Iron Pits podcast is now available on, on uh, Apple Podcast, also Spotify, and also on Google Podcast. So, if you would all do me a favor, please go to those websites, leave a comment, and leave a rating. And so I can help get this out there a little bit more, all right? And uh, hopefully, I should be having some music coming on the podcast here soon. So, thank you all for tuning in. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Take care.